Folks, welcome back to a new episode of Degenerate Danger Zone. It is September 29th, and playoff baseball is here, and I'm absolutely ready for it. I'm your host, Ty B. Today I'll be joined by none other than the Meerkat himself. But first, a shout-out to our sponsor, Kutch Custom Painting. Give them a call at 716-254-8233 for a free estimate today. Kutch Custom Painting is a locally-owned company specializing in interior, exterior, and residential commercial painting and staining services. And if you mention Trainwreck, they'll give you a hookup on three, 10% off on three or more rooms. So again, give them a call 716-254-8233 today for any painting or staining needs. Meerkat, before we get into the games themselves, how are you feeling about baseball playoffs? I've struggled with baseball all year. I've quit. I retired. I've came back. I secretly came back. I've re-retired. I've, I've done it all. But I think we're finally into the free money time with playoff baseball. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I mean, we just have some great matchups in these playoffs. Our Buffalo Blue Jays made it, which is awesome to have. And, you know, like you said, baseball's been a little wonky this season with the 60-game schedule, but we're into playoff baseball. These teams are locked in. Things are getting real, and it's, you know, a lot of free money out there for us to chase down. I mean, tomorrow, look at some of these matchups on the board. I There's some lines I love tomorrow. There are some things I'm going to avoid. But I'm excited to watch playoff baseball again. Wasn't sure we were going to have it this season, and here we go. Oh, we've got it, baby. Three-game series is – I don't know, the plural series is – whatever. In the first Zero. round – Yes, CRI series, whatever. It doesn't matter. We got three-game series for all these teams. It's going to be electric. Anyone can beat anyone at this point. You saw some teams like the Blue Jays being able to take series from some of these better teams in the AL East early on. So anything can happen now that we're into the playoffs. You don't know who can get hot. But we'll start and we'll go in chronological order of the games First game of the day starting at 2 p.m. on ABC. The Trash Strohs at the Twins. Zach Greinke versus Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda's first start in the playoffs since 2016. And Zach Greinke, he's been around the block for quite some time. You know what he has. Had a great start to the season. Struggled in his last seven starts with a 5.73 ERA in those. Meerkat, where are you going on this game? I am all over the Twins tomorrow. I love this matchup. Maeda, first playoff uh, start, but he's been awesome this year, honestly. He's been their ace. He gets a ton of Ks, and Granke is trending downwards. He started hot, and, you know, you think the shortened season, some of these older players, older pitchers, it would benefit them, but Granke just showed regression throughout the whole thing. I think he's starting to lose it. And I like this, you know, Twins lineup, especially if Maeda doesn't last that long. Or, I'm sorry, if Granky doesn't last that long, the Astros got a really young, like, reckless bullpen that I think the Twins can also take advantage of. And you see the Astros' numbers this year, just not great offensively. Without cheating, you see what these guys really got, and it just isn't looking great. So I'm going to lay a little bit on the Twins minus one and a half, plus 125. I love that there. I think the Twins can, you know, easily win by two. 
And I'm going to use that money line, which heavy juice at minus 170. I'm going to use that for some parlays. Yeah, minus 162 at the creek right now. Not as much juice. Not bad. Love love the money line. I think they should cover that as well. I like Kenta Maeda. Also a guy who was on the Dodgers, I believe, in 2017. He was injured in those playoffs. Don't think he pitched, but he was on that team. He felt what happens when you lose to a team banging on those trash cans. So he knows. I think he's got a little extra fire coming out in this one. Um, a .75 whip on the season, best in all of the AL. Would have probably been a shoe-in for the Cy Young if it weren't for Shane Bieber, who we'll get into in a little bit. But I'd like the Twins as well. I'm using them in a bunch of stuff with that parlay um, on the money line. We'll get into that next game, 3 p.m. Eastern time, ESPN, White Sox at Athletics, Lucas Giolito versus Jesus Lozardo. Meerkat, start me off on this one. What are you What are you feeling? I am going to ride with the White Sox money line. I honestly thought there would be a little more juice here. It's sitting at 125. Right now I'm looking at a Bovada. I'm not sure what the Creeks got it at. But, you know, I expect this with Giolito on the mound against a young Lazardo to be more like a minus 140. So I'm going to take advantage of that. We've sung our praises of Giolito on here before. Dude had a great season. That no-no he had was one of the best games I've ever watched pitch. And, you know, Lizardo's just young, and he doesn't really get a ton of innings. So, I don't know. I don't think the Athletics really have the power in their lineup to rock and uh, Giolito or compared to, you know, the firepower the White Sox can have. So, I actually like the White Sox to win this series, not just the game, but I'm going to just take the money line. Speaking about money, Moneyball, I'm going with the Astros. Jesus Lazardo has been a bit up and down this season, but I love what he brings with that left-handed arm. He can really dice you up, finish second in the league among rookies with 59 strikeouts. He can be brilliant at times, and I think this is a huge start for him in what's going to be a potential you know, all-pro type career where he's going to be he's really going to be your go-to guy for years. I think if you're the athletics, uh, who knows if they'll end up paying him um, because you know, what goes on with, with (laughs) Billy Bean and everything, but Mm -hmm. he's going to be, you know, a number one starter for years to come. I think you have enough with guys like Chris Davis, Mark Canna, Matt Olson, uh, Steven Piscotty, Marcus Simeon, guys who can get on base, guys who know how to move runners around, I think they're going to have enough to get over Giolito, who threw 119 pitches in his last start. Um, Not necessarily the best thing going into the playoffs. That's going to be set up for very limited amount of time for rest in between starts because um, no, you know, no days in between these, in in these three game series, no days in between the, uh, uh, next round and the only time you're going to get any break is in that uh, world series where you're going to get one day after I think game two and then after game five. So we'll see what happens with that one, but on to the next game, the most important for myself, the Buffalo blue Jays at the Tampa Bay Rays, 5 PM start on TBS, Matt Shoemaker, sort of a surprise starter for the Jays going up against lefty Blake Snell. Meerkat, boy, am I confident in this series for some reason. 
Talk me out of it. Talk me out of it. I'm taking the Blue Jays money line tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> there are, you know, they're an adopted team now after what they did in Buffalo, how good they were in Buffalo, you know, the magic they brought. Unfortunately, no playoff baseball in Buffalo. But this team just has looked great this year. I mean, they're taking that kind of bullpen approach with Shoemaker. I don't see him pitching that long, but I kind of like that. And, you know, Snell in two appearances against the Blue Jays hasn't pitched that long. I think like 7.2 total innings in two games. I mean, we haven't had playoffs since, what, 2016 for the Blue Jays. These guys are to come in hype. The bats are hot right now. I think the world's going to be on the Rays tomorrow. I mean, I'm taking these Blue Jays. Not going to go crazy on it, but. I think I think the only player remaining from that Blue Jays playoff team is Teoscar Hernandez, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I actually went up to Toronto to the Rogers Center for that 2016 ALCS against the Indians. Unfortunately, it was a game against Trevor Bauer. His stitches busted, and it was a bullpen game. Eight or nine relievers. I think it set like an MLB record in a win. It was like a you know three one win, something like that. Real low scoring game. And I think that's a recipe for the Blue Jays tomorrow. I think the Rays struck out a ton during the regular season. They didn't hit with the same sort of average and efficiency if you will as they did last season when I thought they were a much more dangerous team offensively I don't think they really brought that this season I'm not all that worried about the Rays bats it's more of are you going to be able to score against Blake Snell and with the Blue Jays lineup basically healthy and seeing Jonathan Villar catch a you know get a little bit of heat in his bat going down the stretch there in that last series against the Orioles, getting on base, you know, stealing a couple bags. I think that brings just a whole nother level to that offense. You got Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, Vladdy Daddy, Randall Grichuk, Teoscar Hernandez, Jonathan Villar. And if you can get any contributions out of um, – I don't we'll see who they end up deciding to DH. They've kind of moved that around a lot throughout the season. and if you can get something out of the catchers, me and Kanzi were talking about this a lot. Um, if you can get Kirk or Danny Jansen hitting, which both of them were last week, both of them had great four for four days. If you can get some contributions out of the bottom of that lineup too, get those guys on when you're turning the lineup over. So you got base runners on when guys like Biggio and Bichette are coming up. That is exactly what you want to be doing. If you're Charlie Montoyo and the Jays tomorrow, as as big of a homer picket as as it is, I'm just I'm I'm riding with the Jays. I can't not bet on the Buffalo Blue Jays after everything I've seen this year. Yeah, and the juice is just too good. And like you were saying, if we get the production we were getting recently out of the catchers, and it seems Villar's finally you know feels comfortable with this team. I don't see them losing. You know, it's a bit of a homer pick, but. That juice there, plus 165, you've got to take that, I think. They just – they got to get the Snell early. That's the thing. Get them mm-hmm. out of the game early. Get the raised get the pitch count stretched up. out. Get the yep. pitch count up. Kevin Biggio, especially as your leadoff batter, he has one of the lowest swing rates out of any pitches outside of the zone in the MLB. He was leading it for a while. Don't know if he still is. But 
being smart up there, not getting, you know, getting into those O2 counts, battling up there, forcing Snell to bring his best stuff at all times. And that's going to be your recipe for success at, at the plate at least. But let's move on to the last game, the New York Yankees at the Cleveland Indians. That's a seven o'clock start on ESPN. Garrett Cole versus Shane Bieber. This is an unbelievable matchup, Meerkat. It's it's really something. I mean, just Garrett Cole, my favorite pitcher for the Yankees, my favorite team, and he's just been awesome this year. He's a guy who's got tons of proven success, tons of experience, always seems to bring his best stuff. Going against Bieber, who, you know, just an absolute monster of a season. The guy is incredible, better than Cole, in my opinion, not by a ton, but Man, this is just an incredible pitching matchup. I I don't know who comes out of this. I think both of these teams have lineups that could get to either of these, you know, mega pitchers. And I'm going to avoid action on this game, I think. I'm just going to sit back, watch, and enjoy. You can do that, but I'm making a play, and that's on the Indians. Sorry, Meerkat. I think Shane Bieber, AL Cy Young winner, uh, 1.63 ERA, 122 strikeouts, just mincing batters all season long. He's just been so, 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 so good. It's like any uh, like Kenta Maeda's numbers in any other season, that's probably good enough for a Cy Young year if it's over a 162-game season, except when you have a guy doing what Shane Bieber was doing, which is – otherworldly in in many aspects um the indians do have some guys who can hit they didn't hit that well all year it was kind of like a weird thing for the indians most of the season they were winning a lot of low scoring games whereas throughout the league i think in general you had a lot of more high scoring games we saw some crazy scores out there but i think the indians will get just enough should be maybe like a 3-1 win for them. I think the Indians get it done in a game that right now at pretty much most books is a coin flip. Yeah, it, I'm seeing a pick them right here in front of me. And, you know, I agree it's going to be a low-scoring game. One play I am looking at, not directly with just this game, would be parlaying the Twins and the under 7.5 in this game. You get a plus 175 payout on that. I mean, unless these bullpens get rocked, I don't see these pitchers giving up, you know, more than two, maybe three runs. If either of them even do, they each can go long uh, distances, get a, get a pretty good inning, like, number there. And, and don't forget the extra innings rule goes back to normal for the playoffs. Yep. So no runner starting in second. So no. That takes away some nice juice, yeah. Yeah, some potential of like going back and forth a couple innings where they get you know one run, one run, 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 and like it it tallies up real quick. Yeah, that was getting a little annoying, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not fun. A lot of sweating on those, but yeah, we'll move on from baseball. We got a few other things. I know you got to play in the opening game of. Oh no, the Heat Lakers isn't until Wednesday. So you got anything else? I know I got some soccer stuff. Um, I got one soccer play. We were talking about it beforehand, and it's in the Champions League qualifiers. 
Dynamo Kiev versus Ghent. Taking Dynamo, minus 115. Not a lot of juice. This is a team that at Ghent won 2-1 in the first leg. And, you know, they have a lot of young, talented guys who could score goals. I mean, you know, Mr. Uh, FIFA yeah. manager. Victor, Victor Tsiganov, Victor Michalenko. Um, you got guys all over the place. It doesn't matter which positions you're really looking at. Uh, Buyakovsky is is very good. Um, I also very much like Verbich on that left wing for them. And up front, another young guy, just 20 years old, Supriyaga. He's already got a couple goals for Kiev so far this year. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he pots you one. But if you're going to bet anyone to score in that game, if you're trying to be a real degenerate, Tsikinkov is probably your best bet. Yeah, and, you know, this team, 10 points in four games, top of the Ukrainian first league table. And these, this is a team that's used to playing in Europe. They're in the Champions yep. League a lot. They're in the Europa League when they're not in the Champions League. But they got a lot of these young guys now. There might be a little bit of an experience. You know, they were in Europa last year, um, knocked out of the group stage of Champions League the year before. But I like that young, you know, ex- inexperience in a qualifying match. Most of those Champions guys did League. get a little bit of playtime last year, especially to Seagan Cobb, yeah. only 23-24. But he's been playing a big helps. role on that team. And these these guys are going to want and be in the Champions League now. I like that young, you know, fire out of these guys that they should have tomorrow. You know, it could be low scoring. They might play a bit defensively. But it's a team that scores goals, and Gent's just not really that good. So I like this play. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm going to be riding on that play with you. But I'm going to go to La Liga for my play. Getafe, Betis, under two, right about even money there. Uh, Getafe have gone under two and a half in seven of their last La Liga games, and four of their last five head-to-head La Liga matches against Real Betis have also gone under, in which Getafe is won three, drawn one, lost one. I mean, I'd like, if you're going to bet maybe an exact score, Getafe Betis one nothing. I think that's probably the type of game you're going to see. These teams, neither of them get out and try to push the pace, try to score too much, um, especially Getafe. Getafe is very cool, just kind of sitting back, not worrying about too much. And <laughs> this is the type of game, if you're degenerate Al, you hammer an under because he is – the under king, especially in soccer. I tried to warm, warn him uh, yesterday on the Premier League, but it was tough. Degenerate Al and Premier League unders do not go well together. It's just, you know, something he needs to stop doing, in my opinion. <laughs> but he's addicted to them. He's going to keep going. Al loves, you know, taking whatever he can in soccer, and I love that because soccer really – is like a dart throw. It's like the dart sometimes, you know? Anything can happen in these games. Any team can win any time. But, yeah, I like that uh, pick, Getafe, really good defensive team. I like their goalie, uh, Soria, this, mm-hmm. you know, pretty young Spanish kid. He's pretty good. Um, they have some good players on loan, too. This is a team that likes to, you know, take on loan guys. And, uh, and I'm probably going to avoid it because soccer under scare the shit out of me, but I like it. Yeah, and another thing to note, 
Um, both these teams average a lot of cards. If you're someone who's looking to find a prop, Getafe's last four La Liga home games saw them receive an average of 4.75 cards of any color per match. And this season so far, uh, Betis is averaging the most on the season with a 3.67 yellow cards per game. So that's something to note. Um, another thing too, I believe, uh, Betis right now is technically on top of the league table. They've played three matches. Not everyone's played three. Some teams have only played one. Other teams, most teams have only played two. Betis with two wins, one loss, a five to three goal differential. Getafe, one win, one draw. Um, and they're one win, one nothing. Their other game, zero, zero. That's what we're talking about, these low-scoring games. So it's going to be tough sledding, I think, for Betis tomorrow. But, Meerkat, anything else before we sign it off? Nope. I'm just looking forward to another NFL Sunday this week. I'm going to kick back tonight, maybe have a beer, and watch the rest of this Chiefs-Ravens game. Let's go, Chiefs. And, you know, best of luck to everyone tomorrow. Enjoy these baseball playoffs. They're going to be awesome. Oh, yes. Can't wait. Tons of action all the next couple days because no breaks in between in these three-game series at all. So it's going to continue rolling throughout the week, and then they're going to have Saturday and Sunday off. So you'll have that to bet football all weekend and soccer, so you'll have nothing to worry about when it comes to baseball research over the weekend, which will be nice. So signing it off for Meerkat and myself, Ty B, make sure you give a shout to Coach Custom Painting for any – painting needs. Good night now.